Welcome back, everyone, to the Business Student Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda, and on today's episode, we have our very first guest on the Career Hunt series. We have Marin Clark. So, uh, Marin Clark is an ex-marketing manager of a Berlin startup who now works in the fitness industry as a fitness coach at B81. So, welcome, Marin. How are you doing? Oh, thanks, Amanda. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, I'm doing good. Um, it's a rainy, um, quite depressing day in Berlin. So really nice to be on your podcast and um, talking to you today. <laughs> so thank you. That's great. Thanks so much for coming on. And honestly, we're, it's a pleasure to have you on and teach us all the things about marketing. And um, so like, just tell us a bit about yourself, how like how you came into marketing and kind of your background yeah so I guess going back to like university I was studying international business and German at university that was in Dublin in Ireland and then I graduated I honestly didn't really know what to do like business is such a broad broad field and you can go into lots of different things and to be honest I didn't really know where I wanted to go what I wanted to do but I knew I wanted to leave Ireland and travel and live abroad that was the one thing I did know so I was honestly just looking at lots of different jobs lots of different roles all over Germany like in the south of Germany um, Berlin as well um, in the west and it was actually just this role that I got in Berlin was the only job offer I got after about like um maybe two months of searching. I know people ha- look a lot for a lot longer than that. Um, So maybe I was quite lucky, but I also wasn't picky and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I, <laughs> yeah, I just took whatever um, I got offered and it was um for a marketing internship um in a, a small um, startup company in Berlin. So I didn't really know whether to accept it or not, but I did because I was like, well, the priority is to to move, live abroad and just get a new experience. So I, I did that. And then it was a paid internship. I didn't actually know that at the time. Um, it was looking. Paid. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. And then um, after six months, I think, or after a year, that role then turned into um, like a junior marketing manager um, position um and then yeah just um then marketing manager so I was there for like three years um total um and I was kind of doing this the same thing like across those three years like it was a very you know a small company um so you kind of get to dip your toes into um lots of different areas and that's just kind of where I found myself was in in marketing <laughs> um yes yeah, so that's kind of a little bit about my background I guess right thing and can you explain to us the difference between in-house and outsourcing marketing? Because obviously there's a big difference. And when you were in your role as a marketing exec, which mm-hmm. one were you mostly doing in-house or outsourcing? Um, so I was in-house. Um, so basically in-house marketing is generally, um, it's a team, I guess, inside of the company that's focused on uh, working on marketing topics. Whereas outsourced means like hiring um, a company or someone outside of the company, outside of your own company um, to do a particular task or to take over um, a certain area that's maybe more specialized. And it depends on the resources and size of the company, like which they would do. They could also do like a hybrid of both. So, for example, in the company I was with, so I was obviously working in-house as part of the management, uh, the marketing team, but some tasks we would outsource. So for example, I was um, working a lot on like blog, uh, blog content and content creation. 
and that's where I started like with my internship I started a lot there just writing a lot of content and optimized content yeah. for Google um which maybe we can talk about later uh, yes <laughs> um but I guess because my like a big part of my job was also you know um social media and working on the website and all these other roles I couldn't dedicate so much time to to content creation and sometimes it would take me longer to produce content and so that's maybe then where um well our company then decided to outsource to some freelancers or we also use platforms like Fiverr like those kind of um platforms that you can hire people quite easily and for quite cheap and they can just turn out content a lot quicker and probably for a lot cheaper so we ended up um handing off that role um to like out of house so yeah outside of the company um and then as well um we are so our brand was like a language learning app and so we were quite active in lots of different markets not just like Europe or not just Germany and so we also like outsourced some like localization work we had like um some country managers to look after um more like market specific areas um, that they would have the knowledge on that yeah we just didn't have in it within our company mm-hmm. um so yeah I guess that's a little bit about both and how both can work together I guess as well yeah and it's so interesting um you talking about how you also um were in different countries and not only were you kept in Berlin as a startup that's really impressive to be able to reach to different countries especially on a language app so that's really interesting to see that and also the fact that I similarly, when I was doing my internship, we also had outsourced content creation because creating memes, creating yeah. posters, it takes a lot of time and dedication and idea generation and all of that. And it's just so much easier sometimes to just get someone else to do it and you just post it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's it. Because I guess when you have a small um team or if you're part of a small company, um, like the focus maybe can change and because you only have a certain amount of resources like ideally you'd love to hit all the areas of marketing you know if you can but because the team is so small or the budget just isn't there for all of that and um, you kind of have to choose like where you want to focus your efforts and what's more worth your time Um, so for example social media like we I we didn't really work on social media a lot Um, because you kind of have to be very consistent with it and if you want to do it well you um you need to keep posting you need to be super active super engaging and it just was a lot of time and effort um that we just didn't really have um and so it was just an area that we just didn't really work on um and that could have changed now um um but um yeah that's kind of another thing as well um which is yeah, very it truly common. is very common. Like I know, um, I was just bought in for social media, so I was like, give this to me, guys, <laughs> and because uh, I'm always there anyway, so I'm like, might as well send their accounts. Um, but just talking about how and um, what you focus on more so, um, than anything, you focused on SEOs and blog creation. Can you talk us through um how you created the blogs and SEOs and what it is for the people listening that don't know what it is. <laughs> Yeah, I noticed that with marketing, there's just so yes. many terms and acronyms like like SEO, ASO, CRM. Different language. <laughs> and it can kind of make it like um there's like a barrier there, you know, and it's just yes. too much jargon. Um but yeah, anyway, um 
SEO stands for search engine optimization. So basically okay. to put it like in just a few words or a sentence, it's it's basically trying to um get your website on the first page of Google and as high up on that first page as possible. Um and the idea behind this um is to get your brand visible. Um um to new users mostly so seo is kind of it's an organic way to gain users or subscribers or whatever the case may be um and organic means that it's not paid people um are just naturally finding your brand um through yeah google um yeah in in particular um and so, yeah, so it's kind of about brand visibility. And obviously, if they're able to see your website at the top of the page, um, they would click into it. Your website gets traffic. And then from there, the flow, um, you basically want to get as many people to see the brand. And then, then that means that ideally there'd be um, more people like checking out on your website subscribing or whatever the case may be um so yeah there's lots of different like techniques and things to work on with seo some can be very very technical some can be less so but basically one of those techniques is frequently updating your website um so that google sees that you're creating new content and google kind of likes that and so one of the ways um to update the content on your blog on your website is to create blog blog posts um and content like that mm -hmm. like long form content um so yes as i said that was kind of one of the areas i was working on and so the first step we kind of took to um to start like um writing content was what articles a like what articles and titles are our users would get most um, value out of because we also wanted to create content like for users and people who are interested in learning languages um also b yeah. uh, what content would do well um so this could be like topics that get searched quite a lot on google um it could be seasonal things um like coming up to christmas or easter um and just areas that we see that we haven't really tapped into yet and that could potentially do well. Um, so this is kind of the start of like creating um, content. Um, there's also so many different tools um, that can help you um, kind of design a well-optimized um, piece of content. Um, we use a platform yeah. um, in particular called SEM Rush. So SEM, uh, yeah, there's probably loads of them. That was one that we use SEM standing for search engine marketing. Um, so, and that was kind of um, there to show us um, like what um, people search for um, on Google around a certain topic, um, kind of as some keywords, key phrases, and you could also use it to check yeah. your content. So you could put your content into it and to see like, oh, they give you a score and like how well optimized your piece of content is and ways to improve it. So tools definitely help. And just Google itself. Google's also like a great tool. You can like, you know, Google things yourself and see what comes up, see what the suggested Analytics kind of snippets yeah. are that you also get on Google. And yeah, then we'd basically um, just kind of write content. It took kind of a lot of research, I guess, as well. And it, it was kind of a bit creative because you were obviously writing content, but it was also kind of technical because you had all these other things to think about. Also, yes. And that kind of comes then after. So after you write like the content, I guess, and then um, 
you post it um and there's yeah different tools for that as well um we use like a content management system um, what was it called actually the content management system um, you used it was called <laughs> uh, it was called contentful um so basically what these um platforms offer is like instead of you going into like you know someone from marketing or someone from product going into like the actual yes. back end or like into the code to like put in this piece of content onto the website um it's just a platform where you just it's a lot more user friendly um it's a lot more intuitive you can just um put in um content or pages and you can kind of create and update the website yourself without needing like developer help um so we were using that um and then we'd post the content there um and then a big part of like content creation is is also like monitoring it and to see how it's doing like is it working um is it driving traffic um is it not driving traffic like how are users behaving um on it um and yeah that can involve a lot of um also analysis um side of things as well which is super super useful um and i think maybe people don't think about that side of marketing but you need it for for everything even just analyzing um performance of campaigns um and just pitching yeah like everything so i think um and it's a great skill to have anyway um and it's and it's a skill that we develop at university you know um you know, we're Yes. we're working in teams working on projects and um that's something you can really utilize um in marketing as well um and yeah i then just check the performance of it um and just go from there i guess as well okay that's great and it's just interesting to see that you like you had content creation strategies like you'd first do this and this and then you brought us through kind of like that whole process but would you um is there any other content creation strategies that you use that you think would be useful to especially anyone doing a marketing internship or just works in marketing or wants to what would be a strategy they could kind of oh this is what I should use to kind of push my content um yeah I think it would be um I think it's important to know your audience I guess know the brand mm -hmm. quite well um like for example we realized um because we were looking at um on the app side of things the the data that we got from there um and analyzed that and we see that there's like a um that japan uh, the japanese market they are a market that likes to spend money um so they're you know they're quite a wealthy market um and there was some activity going on um with with that market so then we decided to then hone in more on localization particularly for the Japanese market and then just whatever we were doing already for like the European market and the US we would then um kind of apply that to Japan um and just that's where localization I guess comes in from that perspective um because every market behaves differently and um like um yeah I guess each country has their own culture and things that they need to think about etiquette um, and way of life. Um, so these are all things, I guess, that needs uh, to be taken into consideration when um, creating content or going about a strategy um, is, I guess, the market. Um, and yeah, in terms of like um, when you're getting hired or when you're looking for a job in marketing, um, like your strategy for that. Um, because I know sometimes um companies when you're like throughout the hiring process, 
um, they kind of give you a case study or they actually give you a task that would be like an everyday task that you would have to do in the job. Um, and then, yeah, you would produce that work and then, you know, that would be part of like the interview process, how well you perform on that. But yeah, with that, I would say um, definitely know the brand um, and know their target audience and to not underestimate yourself as well, because we're, we're in, from a marketing perspectives like we're all consumers as well um we are all users um um and finding things online and stuff like that so use your own personal experience um to that and um yeah I think just um use that to your advantage I guess is your own experience Mm. I definitely agree there with the using your own like experience because what I tend to see what happens nowadays, especially on TikTok, it's always a personal touch that would do it for like the people um kind of yeah. our users or consumers, anyways, consumers, because they see like there's a person behind the brand. Oh, they're real people, they're just like me. This whole relatability um is really coming to the forefront for marketing and businesses, and they're seeing this, and like say for instance, they're getting like yeah. tube girl, <laughs> like you know Chuka yeah she's like (laughs) all she's doing is putting her phone up and down but it's like so fun and cool like now she's working for Dior she's at Paris Fashion Week and it just goes to show that when someone does something that's Mm. out of the ordinary and people Mm. can relate to or find it fun that's a marketing kind of strategy too so it's just so interesting to see that you know yeah and I guess like a big part of of the company I was working for was all about like telling a story and yeah that's a big part of marketing as well like every brand like it started from somewhere there's a story there um and I think if you really understand it and if you kind of have a genuine passion or interest for what that company is doing um you can really get creative with it um and they really like to see that. No, I agree. And last question I have for you, like, would you say you're more of a creative marketer or an analytic marketer? Like, which one and why? Um, Good question. Um, It's kind of like, you know, do you find marketing and, and yeah, art? Yeah, literally. <laughs> I'm art. <laughs> art. Yeah, it's, I think... Um, it's definitely a bit of both like this I definitely have those two sides to myself which is such an advantage yeah, yeah and I think a lot of people maybe do have that as well which is so useful in marketing um well for everything I guess as well I'd like to thank our sponsors Bowsy for sponsoring this episode Bowsy provide paid internships for graduates and students don't forget to check them out at bowsy.com I'm just like because I know myself I love art and I'm like I don't not even art I'm just a creative person I can't draw for my life (laughs) but I can come up with ideas but I feel like so would you prefer when they gave you an like a spreadsheet and you're like yeah do this put all the information on were you like yay or you're like I don't want to do this you know do you know what I think it's having the balance of both because I'd kind of been in both situations where I was doing a lot of the creation and being maybe a little more creative coming up with concepts um and um I, you just kind of get a little bit like uninspired quite sometimes and yeah it, it, it's quite difficult it doesn't become natural and mm. it can be so easy to have feel pressure um from like management or the company to 
do things that will just make money mm-hmm. um and you don't really have that freedom that creative freedom so much um which can feel very limiting and um it doesn't it doesn't feel like it's natural um and feels pushed um so there's that side of things um and then on the other side with the analytics um and the more nitty gritty yeah. kind of technical um like I do find that really interesting because there's you can kind of data and numbers they tell a story um and it's kind of a bit of an investigation you know you kind of you are like oh why was that spike there okay what what happened around that time oh we created like this campaign or uh, this post on social media or um we find out that maybe something we posted on Instagram went viral and a load of people came in from that and so I actually think now that I'm saying this I feel like the more data side of things I feel like I enjoyed um but then again um towards the end of my time there it was very heavily on data um and I just got a little bit like not bored um but it was just not very tedious yes Yes, exactly um not very sociable like you weren't really being with people um yeah it was just kind of you and the laptop and like a big excel sheet or looking at (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's your best friend um um, and yeah so I think having a balance of both is is nice and you kind of um I think to be a whole rounded kind of um person yes you know both both kind of sides or it can help um definitely yeah, yeah that's I, I agree and I actually like your answer because I always in my internship um I had to do both analytics but more so creative like TikTok social media but when it came to the analytics it was kind of like I was so worried because it's like oh I don't like spreadsheets I, I don't like this but as I sat down and actually did it it made sense why I was doing it and I feel like people don't tell you why you do analytics and that's kind of like you say oh this is tedious this is boring like before I even started I was like this is going to be tedious <laughs> so it's kind of like you need to have a mindset to be a full well-rounded marketer you need both you may lean towards one more than the other but that doesn't mean you don't need the other you know so yeah. I really I yes I respect the answer and it's it was it taught me a lot <laughs> okay. so um, thanks so much, um, Maureen, for coming on. Um, I really do best of luck in your career as a fitness coach. Um, guys, make sure to check out BAE1. They're on LinkedIn, they're on Instagram, and I'll link their website all in the description below. And make sure to follow Maureen on LinkedIn, on Instagram as well. Follow her on Instagram. If you have any questions, just shoot her a DM. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, um, remember to follow the um, Business Student Podcast. We're on LinkedIn, we're on Instagram. And guys, we will see you yes. next week with our next amazing guest. Thanks for listening.